With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is time to welcome in the man they call Mick Rad. Now, Mick runs Planet Eels, the Twitter account. He co-hosts a weekly sports radio show in Sydney, helps out with the ABC Grandstand commentary team as well, has seen all of the Eels' grand final appearances and is still clinging on to the hope that he'll see another premiership before he dies. Mick, g'day, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, my friend. Good. I mean, you say there that you've you've seen all the Eels' uh, grand final appearances, mate. When when did you first catch the bug of the Parramatta Eels? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a bit of an old bloke, so I first saw their 1981 grand final when I was at the age of five. I remember because I had a good family friend who used to play reserve grade for them. We all went over to his house and we watched the game. Uh, he wasn't even invited to the game. <laughs> we went over and watched the game. I was five years old, and that's where I got the bug. I watched the first three premiership wins in a row, 81, 82, 83, and then you hooked. I mean, if anyone grew up in that age, uh, I know I've got so many friends of that age who saw those grand finals that have just hooked on the eels ever since. Well, that's that's a, a pretty much, I'm an eels fan as well, and that's pretty much, you know, over here uh, in those days, we didn't used to get much NRL. In fact, all you generally got was replays of the grand final about a week later on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. You know, basically that was about it. Uh, and as a kid, the only things I knew were the Parramatta Eels and the Canterbury Bulldogs because those were the only teams you ever got to see over here. So, um, so that was why I uh, I started supporting the Eels. There was a, a little blonde bloke who was an absolute wizard who sort of captured my attention as a kid. Uh, uh, Peter Sterling, of course. Uh, yeah. Who who is your? If you had to give me your top three Eels ever, who would they be? Well, I would go the other guy on the other side of the ruck. Brett Kenny is always and still is my number one. Heel, you know, he was just a, an amazing player and such a, you know, unlikely player. You look at him and you just think, how can this guy run past everyone? But he had the speed, he had the step, just a legend. Um, so yeah, I love Brett Kenny. I also love Eric Groth, senior on the wing. You know, no one will ever forget his fend that he would do down the wing. And then fast forward many years, and and my third, I had to split between Highmarsh and Bert. I'll go Luke Bert because I love Luke Bert as a winger. I loved his kicking. I loved him as a bloke. And uh, yeah, huge fan. So yeah, a few different eras there, I guess. But um, yeah, that's a top three, I guess, on off the off the cuff. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty damn good top three. It's got to be said. Um, well, let, let's have a look at who the Eels lost from last season. So Oregon Kalfusi, who I think you know, would have been good to keep, mm. given who else we lost, has gone to the Sharks. Reed Marnie gone yeah. to the Dogs, big loss as well. Murata Niakore to the Warriors. I think uh, his versatility uh, will be felt, the loss of that. Uh, Tom uh, Apacic has gone up to Super League. Isaiah Papali over to the Tigers, which I don't like. Uh, Hayes Perham's also mm-hmm. gone to the Dogs. Ray Stone to the Dolphins. Not so bothered about those last two. But, boy, I think Reed Marnie uh, and Isaiah Papali are going to be big misses this season. Uh, what's your take on, on who the Eels have lost from last year? Yeah, look, we knew we were losing Reed Marnie all season, you know, and everyone was just like dreading it because we're like, ah, oh. but, but 
But whilst he's a huge, huge loss, we've got a guy like George Hodgson jumping in. So I wouldn't count him as our biggest loss. Oh, I think you're right. Isaiah Papalihi is our biggest loss. Um, going to the Tigers where I'm sure he'll, he'll go great. But he, so many times last season, over the last few seasons, Papalihi was that guy who was breaking the line, doing those offloads, doing all the hard yards. And we need someone to replace all of those meters and offloads that he was doing. So I reckon he's he's easily the biggest loss we've had this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, because I know, I know Ken Gutho is kind of a little bit untouchable with Panthers, uh, with, with Eels fans. But I, <laughs> I kind of, I looked at it as an Eels fan, I went, oh, the bloke's not getting any any younger. Um, I would rather yeah. have put that money in keeping Papa Lee or slash Marnie, um, because fullbacks are a dime a dozen, but finding decent hookers and, and, and really good second rowers is not. Exactly right. Um, I know we're going to get to the gains in a sec, but I think you had to keep that spine and losing Marnie was a big one, definitely. And But you still got Gutho, Moses and Brown there. So those three are going to keep that combination going that we've built up for a few years. I think just losing the hooker will keep that spine pretty much intact and, and someone like Hodgson's really going to step it up. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying about the second rowers, though, and, and we've had a bit of a rotating door of, of second rowers over the last five, six years. So he's hoping the one we've got this year will really step up. Yeah, in terms of gains, uh, you, you know, you mentioned Josh Hodgson. I, uh, I, I I hope to be convinced. I just wonder a guy's turning 34 this year coming off an ACL, mm. um, you know, that I think it's a risk. But so Hodgson's coming. Everything else looks like basically has been recruited on potential. Dejan Arce, uh and Jack Murchie from over here. Matt Dory from the Dogs. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood from the Panthers. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of others as well that come up through the grades, like Kai Rodwell as well. Uh, out of that lot, who excites you? Jermaine Hopgood. I saw him play the grand final for the was it the under twenty ones or the, whatever last year the yep. um the reserve grade and he, he is a good he hasn't had a chance at the Panthers he's been behind too many great players at the Panthers to get a good go I think he only played like five games for him but this guy if if he's as good as you know everyone thinks he is and he's already shown a glimpse of it in the trials I think he's going to be a, a worthy replacement of um you know, Papa Leahy's especially and, and Oregon Cavusi as well. Um, and I've seen that he's starting at uh, lock for the first game of yep. the year, which is going to be good. So looking forward to seeing how Hopgood goes. And Dury as well. Um, he hasn't had it. He's coming back to the Eels. He did play for us uh, a few years back. So he's coming back. And, you know, I think he's going to improve as well over the next over the year or two. So looking forward to seeing how he teams up with, um, I guess, Cartwright in the, in the second row until Madison's back anyway and, and Lane. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the loss of Lane with Madison, co- you know, copying that suspension, uh, yeah. you know, is, has, has certainly hurt with when you look at uh, the back row for the Eels going into the Storm game, I mean, those guys would have all been bench or reserve players last season. They wouldn't have started this game. Oh, you're right, yeah. And and Cartwright's been sort of in and out of the team the last year. Um, Same glimpses of brilliance when he when he's there, but hasn't really been consistent. So you're right, This we're going into this first game is going to be interesting without our two starting second rows, especially Matt, Madison, who everyone's a bit dirty on, you know, obviously taking the suspension mm. instead of paying the few grand fine. But, um, you know, I don't know, you're trying to make a point there, but I, I think you'll have a bit of redemption to, to bring us later in the year season. Now, Madison? Yeah. <laughs> Dejan Arce, I, I did one of these, uh, that's my team, uh, with a Warriors fan, um, the guy Zane. Oh, yeah. And I asked him about the players that the Warriors were losing, who he most wanted to keep. And he said Dejan Arce. Um, he said the, uh-huh. the guy's got X factor. He's a player that I th- don't think uh, we've seen the best of yet, and uh, he was excited by him, which got me excited. 
Um, what's your take <laughs> been on Dejan Arcee? I don't know too much about him, to be honest. Um, you know, it looks like he's a five-eighth and centre, so we, you know, we, we're going to need some <laughs> backfill for when Dylan Brown goes down or at centres or, you know, God forbid, Moses. So we're going to need some um, backfill. And if he's got some raps from Warriors fans, and that's, that's a great thing. But I, I haven't seen too much of him yet. Yeah, okay. Well, he's, he's one to keep an eye on. Um, so on, on the balance of things, um, what do you think, Mick? Uh, the Eels stronger <laughs> or weaker than 2022? Well, there's two two ways you can look at this. I reckon stronger mentally. I think the mental side of things for the Eels has been a real barrier for us for a long time. Just not getting to that final stage, not getting to the grand final. For so many years, we've, we've been close. We've been in the finals and we just get knocked out, usually by the storm, <laughs> getting getting to the, trying to get to the final. So we, we made it. We made a grand final. And yes, we've lost three grand finals in the last 30 odd years. I know that. But I feel like we've kept a good enough core of this team that we can go past those mental challenges that we've got, we've had for years. Brad Arthur can say, all right, you just need to do one more, you know, and you need to keep that positive mentality this year. So look, I mentally, I think we're better. Maybe if you look at the paper, maybe not quite as strong as last year, but I think there's a few, uh, you know, players there that we still have got a chance to, um, you know, for Brad Arthur to sort of mould into his into his way. And we've done it before, you know, he's done it with Lane, you know, he's done it with Papali, he's done it with players who sort of came to the Eels with, sort of not really huge wraps and then they've left the eels huge with huge wraps or they're still there. So I think Brad Arthur, I still rate him as a great coach and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with these up and comers. Now on the field, where do you think the eels are strongest? Um probably the halves is what I'm thinking. I'd be interested to get your take, Mick. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't find too many better half combinations right now. I mean, halfbacks are hard to find, like good ones. And we, we're fighting for Moses. Obviously, we're giving him a lot of cash. He's going to stick around, I hope. Um, but he's got Dylan Brown next to him. And, Dylan, and Dylan's been working his way into becoming a really great 5'8". So I think you've got to keep Moses and Brown together. You've got to get Brown more involved. Um, they are the core of this team, no doubt. I mean, and most teams, really. You look at their 5'8", uh, halfback combination. They're the ones that make the difference. Um, but we, we need them to stay fit. We need them to stay there, keep that combination going. And and they're up against people like Munster and Hughes, you know, in the Storm. And, and the Storm just keep on coming up with these halfback 5'8 combinations that are just always world-class. The Eels need to prove that we are world-class with what we've got because they are, and, and and that's that's the key. Obviously, we've got some good go forward. We've still got RCG there. We've got Paulo. You know, we're going to have Hodgson powering up the middle. I think we've got a really great forward pack as well when they're all fit. Um, I worry about our depth. Um, I've always worried about the Eels' depth, and injuries are always going to have a play a huge factor. So, you know, maybe having someone like Asi there in the background will be great, and maybe you'll get a bit of a run. But if, if we lose a Sevo or we lose a – you know, a, a Gutho or you lose a, a Paulo, then all of a sudden things change, you know, and, and that's where I really worry about our season, mm. those injuries. Yeah, all right. And where on the field do you think, I mean, you've said depth as a weakness, but positionally, where are the mm. Eels weak? I mean, I, I, I've put a question mark next to Hodgson's name and there's Mitch Rain, so I think Hooker is possibly <laughs> one of those places. What about you? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? We bought Mitch Rain, what was it, last year, sort of a backup to Marnie. Yeah. Uh, I think he barely got a run. But but having a backup hooker, and especially <laughs> for someone like um, Hodgson, who's, yeah, he's like, I say, 30, 34 this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen too much of Jura Momasia. Is, is that how you say it? He's a, 
he's on the bench this weekend. I don't know if he's going to be playing any hooker. We've got, I don't really have many hooker options, and uh, and we don't have Rain playing this week either. So he's one of the extended reserves. Jake Arthur's always around, I guess. So look, you're right. If, if Hodgson's knee, which he's had troubles with for 15 years, um, goes bung again. Um, it's going to be really tough to sort of keep that go forward uh, going from from the hooker position. I mean, what do you think of Arthur? I mean, never he's been a much maligned character at the Eels. The fans love him, hate him. You know, he only does things great. Everyone cheers him, but it takes doesn't take much from to turn on him. No. You reckon he's got a chance in first grade this year? Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just what that what I don't like is when Brad Arthur moves Dylan Brown into the centres to accommodate him. Yes, no, that doesn't work. No, I, I think you got to keep your sin, uh, your your half pairing together, and you find another way. Um, but yeah, mm. I, I I don't. I mean, if his surname was anything other than Arthur, I think everybody would be quite happy to have him <laughs> in the squad, you know. But there's that if, if people yeah. keep keep chanting the nepotism and uh, and and you know, people start listening. So no, I don't. I don't think he's a bad player. Um, Mick, yeah. Now, if is there a player at the club that you would happily bundle in the back of your car and drive to another club, maybe down to the Tigers? <laughs> Tigers can take our offloads off any day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a good question. Hey, like, you know, love him or hate him. I, I am a big fan of, of pretty much all the team, you know, even even Wanga Blake, you know, he's had his off days. He has, he has moments where he's dropping the ball a little bit. He's, he's coming in off his wing, stuff like that. But, you know, he, he tries hard. I do, I do really rate him. I like him as a player. Um, you know, Madison... He's like I said, he's got to earn some redemption here, but he you could send him back to the Tigers. I mean, where he, he's come back from us to the Tigers and back again, but um, you know, but he's still went on his day. He's still a, a really solid player. I don't know. Do I have to pick one? This is really hard. Um, <laughs> I'm too much of a fan, mate. I, I, I look, uh, yeah, I, I look through the the whole roster and who would I who would I who would I let go of? Um, maybe Cartwright. You know, I, I don't think mm. he really is, is a player that we need. I think, like, yeah, I've said we're talking about second row and rotations and stuff, but I think we've got enough coming in that hopefully, you know, we don't need him. And he doesn't do enough, really, to warrant uh, first grade week in, week out. So, yeah, maybe maybe cut right. Maybe cut right. Yeah, that's probably where I'd go because yeah. I, I, I also think I've sneaking suspicion he's on more coin than he should be as well and that could be used better mm. somewhere else. Uh, all right, <laughs> on, the, on the flip side of that, uh, we've talked great power players, but thinking about the squad and where they need uh, a little bit of reinforcement, if you could parachute any player from Parramatta's history in their pomp into this team, who would it be? Ooh. You know, the first one that comes to mind and... and what we need right now is, is this sort of player is a Nathan Highmarsh, you know, a guy that would just come in and just tackles and tackles and tackles and tackles. Yeah. He doesn't make many line breaks. Yeah. He barely scores a try, but he's got that attitude and he's got that positive mentality um, that, you know, saw us get to that amazing grand final in 2009 and whatever the result, but you know, as a player, he's just, he's, you can't not like him. Uh, because he was just such a hard worker on the field. So I would have him in any team, any team I'd ever have. I'd always put Heine in there starting when he, and at his best, he was just uh, a demon. Uh, and he'd do like something like oh, 50, 60 tackles a game. He was just nonstop. Mm, he was. And, and Ben, producer Ben, who uh, you talked to before you came on air, uh, has just been yeah. giving it the fist pump because that was who he answered. He answered that question in his head and got it right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. Excellent. On you, Ben. Yeah, you, yeah. Ben. <laughs> hey, uh, as an Eels fan, I, there's, there's plenty of rivalries, but who is the one, one team that – for you as a fan, you have to beat every year. 
this has changed over the years a bit, hasn't it? Like, as an Eels fan yourself, you sort of you'd get, you know, you have these nostalgic rivalries against the Bulldogs and the Sea Eagles over the years. But then, of course, you know, you, you come to the period of the mid 2000s and then coming into even the, like the last five years and the storm of that team that we have to be, the, you know, the, the storm of the team that has stopped us from getting not only a premiership, but, but further into the finals, the beatness, just the times when we didn't need to lose. I, I, and of course, you know, we can't, we ever get that grand final back, but you know, seven points out of it against a storm team that were riddled with the amazing, most amazing players. And we nearly got up there, you know, well, you weren't that far off for me personally, if we beat the storm anytime, I am so bloody happy. <laughs> um, and, and we've won, we've won their last four games against the storm, which is actually you know, outstanding. But I think it's because the players are always really up for it, you know, really up for beating the storm. And anyway, anyone loves beating them. Everyone loves beating the storm. You're right. Yeah. It's been it, screaming in my ear. Well, you know, if it wasn't for the salary cap, we would have won that grand final, but there you go. I'm trying uh, not to say, I'm trying not to say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Mick, uh, before we let you go, mate, we, we, we need to wrap with a prediction. One to 17. Where do the Eels finish 2023? Okay. It's hard. You know, you're going to ask these fans this question and they're always going to bump it up. Um, we have to make top four. I, I think we need to get higher than top four. I think we need to get second or third. I think first is a possibility, but I'm, I'm going to go, look, Eels to finish third in the ladder. How's that? Eels third. I like it. Everybody else I've asked that question who's thought their team's gone top, going to be top four have just said top yeah. four. They, they, they won't okay. give me a number. So you're a brave man, Mick. I like it. I like it. Thank you very much for your time, my friend. I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, enjoy the 2023 yeah, season, mate. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you're right. I hope the Eels finish third on the ladder. I'd be stoked at that. Oh, we wouldn't be. I mean, then we just see what happens in the finals, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mick, thank you for your time. Go well, mate, and uh, enjoy 2023, eh? Thanks, Rick. You too. See ya. Cheers. There we go. Uh, Mick Rad. he runs uh, the Eels Twitter account. If you're an Eels fan, uh, go look for Planet Eels on Twitter. And he also co-hosts a uh, sports radio show out of Sydney and does a bit of work with the ABC Grandstand commentary team as well. Great to get him on.